The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Following concerns of COVID-19 exposure, Richmond's General District Court has closed its doors to criminal and traffic cases through next Tuesday. But as Yasmin Jumar reports, civil hearings, including hundreds of evictions, will continue. The order issued earlier this week cites potential health and safety threats to John Marshall Courthouse staff and the public. As a result, the court has closed off the traffic section of its second floor, the same floor where nearly 300 eviction cases are still being heard. Bill Petrie is a professor in infectious diseases at the University of Virginia. He says while a partial shutdown is helpful, a significant risk remains. Every person walking into that courthouse is potentially infected with COVID-19, and we can't, like, even with wearing masks and social distancing, we can't completely eliminate the risk of them transmitting that to someone else. The court clerk's office says they're implementing social distancing and mandatory masking rules. But legal aid attorneys who've been to the court since the partial closure say it's not taking any extra safety measures. Yasmin Juma, VPM News. Two people were charged with assaulting Richmond police officers early Thursday morning at the circle surrounding the Robert E. Lee Monument. Demonstrators have occupied the area for about two months, often engaging in activities that are either prohibited or require permits, police say. A press release explains that officers were assaulted while removing illegal items like tents. They used pepper spray and a stun gun in response to the assaults, which left them with minor injuries. RPD has formed a task force including social services, health, and public works to respond to ongoing activity near the statue, which protesters now refer to as Marcus David Peters Circle. The VCU Student Government Association released an open letter criticizing President Michael Rao and the university for their reaction to the violence and property damage at protests last weekend. SGA senators say the actions of school leaders are an attempt to deter students from further protests. The letter also condemns cooperation between Richmond and VCU police and demands that the university defund the school's police department. An SGA representative said that the message received unanimous approval from all SGA officers available, some of whom were arrested while demonstrating this week. Richmond's new police chief says the department lacks written policies and adequate training on the use of so-called non-lethal weapons. Chief Gerald Smith's comments came as the city council considers reining in their use of things like tear gas and rubber bullets. Roberta Roldan has more. At a recent city council committee meeting, Chief Smith said his command-level staff do not have training on how to use less lethal weapons for crowd control. He says he also discovered that there were no written policies on their use when he arrived at the department earlier this month. I want to make it so that the top leadership is the one who's on the ground making these decisions, being held responsible for the results of those decisions, and then given the right training to understand it. Richmond police have deployed tear gas, pepper spray, and rubber bullets numerous times during two months of protests. VPM asked an RPD spokesperson what guidelines, if any, were being followed. They declined to comment. City Council will take up a resolution calling for a ban on less lethal weapons in late September. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. The grace period for penalties and interest on property taxes in Chesterfield County has been extended for another month. The initial grace period was set to end today. Now residents who have not made payments originally due on June 5th will not get penalized or charged any interest through the end of August. 
Personal property taxes in the county are for things like cars, boats, trailers, and mobile homes, according to county officials. Due to COVID-19, residents are being urged to pay online or bring payments to a drop-off box at the county administration building. The county treasurer's office is also open for walk-in payments. More information can be found by calling the treasurer's office at 804-748-1201. Richmond small businesses that received money from the city's disaster loan program following the COVID-19 pandemic will now have those loans forgiven. Mayor LeVar Stoney said at a press conference yesterday that the city has identified a million dollars in federal CARES Act funding for the program. Stoney says that cash allows the city to convert the nearly 50 loans already given to small businesses into grants, although businesses have the option to pay back the loan instead. Richmond officials said in a press release they're planning to provide more grants to local businesses from another $3 million of federal coronavirus relief funding. Research has found working at a nursing home among the most dangerous jobs during the pandemic. Today, we hear from Andre Ackerman about his experience. He's a certified nursing assistant at the Virginia Home, a long-term care facility for adults with physical disabilities in Richmond. Before the outbreak, I would be able to go anywhere in the building without any restrictions. Now, I'm only restricted to the COVID-19 unit. Um, So I can only provide the services that I used to for the speech therapy department on the unit that I am restricted to right now. So today is May 12th and it's 2.40 in the afternoon and it's getting ready to be shift change. So today our rec therapy department is outside where people usually park their cars to come in and out of the building. Um, And they are out there with superhero capes and um, music playing and a big basket of goodies that they're going to be given out to the staff as they leave and come in. It's definitely been a challenge from working the long hours to working on the weekends to caring for people that aren't usually in the circumstance that they're in, trying to make them feel comfortable because they're out of their element So when I come into work with a positive attitude, I feel like it bounces back and everyone else around me has a positive attitude and an outlook on things that is optimistic, that this thing will eventually pass and we will get back to normal. As I sit back and reminisce on my day off, I can't wait till things go back to the way they used to be. I just want to go back to my regular routine, not worried about when is my next day off going to be or when are my residents going to be able to go back outside or have, you know, the social life that they used to and be able to go out to all the departments that they used to be able to enjoy. Hey, do you want to go outside for a little bit today? Huh? You do? And say hi to Lori? No. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll finish your lunch and we'll, we'll go outside, okay? I got this chair for you that you can take, okay? It's so good to be able to play some music for you all today on the front of the building. I would love for you all to sing along with us as I think you're going to know quite a few of these songs. And our first one is We Are 
family, the Virginia Home family. Today is May 26th, and today is a pretty good day. We just got word from our medical director that we are going to open up all of the floors to all of the staff members. So uh, before the unit with the COVID-19 was completely isolated from most of the employees here at the Virginia home. There's only a certain amount of people that could go on the floor and use a special entrance to come in and use special entrances to come out, get on special elevators to bring residents down to take them outside. But now everything is open up. So now every single department at the facility can go onto the second floor and help the residents with their needs. So this is going to be extremely exciting for uh, the residents and of course the staff that haven't seen these residents. I think it's been almost eight weeks now that the floor has been isolated. So it's definitely good news that we're opening up today and um, it should be a pretty exciting day. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.